You're listening to Dr. Tony Nader, the podcast, dedicated to exploring the full potential of human physiology and mind with focus on ancient and modern techniques of self-development. Spend some time with Dr. Nader, who is leading the way in the science of consciousness and begin your journey to better understanding the relationship of mind and body, consciousness and physiology right now. So I wanted to, uh, to ask you about attachment, how to deal with them. Sometimes a relationship can be, it can end like work relationship, love relationship. Even we get attached even from families. And sometimes it's not good and it's not love and it's not, uh, it's something that should end and we are still connected. When we are connected, it means there is still something there to be resolved and some desire to, to be fulfilled. One has to move on in life, of course, and see the broader perspective. Attachment itself, on the surface level, necessarily a problem in the sense that the desire is not a problem. But the attitude of feeling a lack from the absence of that one thing that we want is that what creates for us, of course, an issue in a sense. And what are the reasons why we feel attached to certain things at a certain time is that everything that we encounter in our life, everything that we go through in our life becomes part of ourselves. We grow up by accumulating experience, accumulating knowledge, learning from relations, uh, seeing things that we love, that we care for, and getting some good feeling from them. And they become part of who we are. And there is a saying uh, in the French literature, and that is that even the things that we want to leave and get away with in a big way, they might have their melancholy, because all that we leave behind is part of ourselves. And that is, you know, that is, it even goes on and says that one has to die for one thing in order to be born for one thing else. So the sense of loss, the sense of leaving something is always accompanied by a little melancholy, a little sadness. And sometimes if it's too much, it becomes attachment. And what one has to do is to look at the bigger picture, to see bigger and higher. You know, in Transcendental Meditation, we say that when one even is getting rid of the stresses, sometimes one is attached to them, uh, as if one is afraid to lose oneself, because the stresses has, have been with us so long that they become as if part of us, part of who we are. And being part of who we identify ourselves to be, and losing that is a sense of losing oneself a little bit. And we give the example of somebody who has been living in the little hut all their life. You have a little hut, a little thing, and you always dream to go away and to be in a bigger house because you're living in something poor and not so healthy and all of that. And then after a while, if you've been there for a long time, and then you have a chance to leave to something else, you start feeling, oh, I've had so many memories here, it's been so much, it's part of my life, and 
you start feeling attached to even something that you want to leave. And so that is a natural process because of the identification of the self with all of these things that made you who you are in a way. And so the way to get over it is to realize that we are, we are more than that. We are bigger than that, that life offers more than that, and that we have to accept to let something go for something bigger to happen. We have to accept to let something go for something greater, more enjoyable to happen. And so we have to know how to leave things, how to move. And the way to do it is to look forward for more, to look at more. Not to try to dissociate from the attachment and force oneself and put too much attention on it and feeling that, okay, this is something I would love to have, but uh, what to do? I should force myself not to have it and like that. So this will not help because in this case, you would be focusing even more on the thing. So what you want to do is look for bigger things. Look for bigger things. So if you have somebody that you know, you are in love with and you find, as you say, the situation is not anymore so good, it's not so healthy and I have to leave it, but I feel attached to it, I feel still. So you remember that this attachment is part of all the good things that this has brought to you and that you make feel that it's part of yourself now and you are afraid that leaving that as if you have to leave all of this and you have to discontinue all of this. But in fact, you're not, because it's already part of you. You've done it, it's there, it will never leave you. And you want to build on it. So now you look for a bigger love, a bigger, greater thing. You look for a newer thing and accept that this is already in you. You're not really leaving it. And therefore move on for something greater, something bigger. Look forward to something higher. And again, you know, if it becomes a stress because it's there, through transcending, we clear up the system and we go towards the inner self, which is the platform that will allow us to understand all the changes from a platform of continuity, of platform of strength, a platform of wholeness. Because the inner self is immortal, unbounded, infinite. And when you are established and anchored in the self, then you can live through all the other aspects of life and be free from their boundaries on yourself. So attachment comes from consciousness being bound. To attach is to be attached. (laughs) And to be attached means to be bound, to be, you know, connected and collected. So your, your self is bound by something, bound by something, bound by something. The experiences of life are boundaries. And they give us this boundary, this boundary, this boundary is beautiful, this boundary is beautiful. But the boundaries are small, you know. You can see a flower. It's beautiful, gives you a moment of satisfaction. You get attached to the flower. The flower <laughs> fades away and goes away and you are sad. But you can find another flower, a bigger flower, you can find a bunch of flowers, a bouquet of flowers, you can find a garden of flowers, you know, you can find the whole universe as being an expression of wholeness, of fullness. So the attention was on something and it got caught by this thing, now it's enough, we have to move to a bigger thing. We have to accept that to move to a bigger thing, the smaller thing has to fade away. 
and then the bigger thing will dawn. That's the nature of life is to grow. And therefore, in this way, we grow and grow and grow. So that's one side of attachment. Answers your question? Yes. <laughs> it's very interesting. But uh, uh, it's also the same also with, with work. Sometimes when you leave a place, you work like 30 years, and then you have this kind of attachment. Yeah. It works yeah. the same. Because it's part of yourself. It became part of yourself. It's, and it stays part of yourself. It stays part of what you are building. So you build, 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 and then grow, and then grow, and then grow. And that, what you should know and think, it's not gone. It's still there. It's still there. It's all about consciousness. Even work and relations and all that is about building consciousness, awareness, broadening awareness, growing in understanding, growing in perception. And whatever you lived has given you that much growth of knowledge, that much growth of experience, that much growth of awareness. And it's within you already. Because the outside and inside is different. It's one perspective. But the perspective is whatever you put your attention on, grows in your life, becomes part of your life. And then you move on. You build on it. So about, you were talking about boundaries, how... <laughs> You know, attachment is talking about binding you to something. So I wanted to ask about uh, maybe the deeper attachments. Uh, I'm married, and my husband right now is in Thailand on the other side of the world. So for me, it's like I feel like part of me is also there as long as he's, he's away. And could you talk about the value of those kinds of attachments? Because on one hand, you could say, it's a limitation, you know, it's a boundary to be feeling this loss if you're separate or, or something like this. On the other hand, maybe it's a way of growth as well. This kind of experience and feeling is maybe not technically the attachment we're talking about, about things that we are leaving and we are leaving behind, but things that are real and that continue to be real and that we want them to be there, but there is a separation in space or a separation in time. And that is the expansion of yourself, of the whole self. So, you know, you are with a person that you love and you feel that yourself now has embodied this two. So the two have become one. That's a growth in the sense of self, even though you know you are there, he is there, and there is a difference uh, of time, a difference of space. But you feel it's yourself that is divided into two times and two places. Uh, so the self has grown, but you want, you want them to be present with you. So that is then a specific need or requirement for closeness, for sharing, for experience exchange, for you know, holding hands, for being together and doing the things, for... Uh, knowing that they love you and you love them and all of these beautiful things that happen in a love situation. And that's natural that the absence and the distance can create a sense of desire for being together. Mm -hmm. So that is not harmful, of course. It's very beautiful and very fulfilling. And not all this kind of desire or wanting is negative. It's just it's part of growth of the self and more fullness and more experience of wholeness. 
So that's, that's how to deal with it, of <laughs> course, is uh, understand that he's doing something great. I'm sure you're doing something great. Situation requires expansion and work in different places. And that ultimately it's all not on the physical level, but on the consciousness level that it happens. So if you are together on the level of awareness, then you are together more than just being present in physical terms, but not being aware on the same level or the awareness is divided. See, there is a saying that to love is not to look one at the other, but to look in the same direction. So to love somebody is not just you look at them and they look at you, but that you both are looking in the same direction. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking in the same direction, which I'm sure is the case, then that, that is strength and that is unity and that is love. And that ultimately you are one. And, but the other practical things you know, of life and all of that is certainly special. Why, why do you think there's this idea that no attachment is better. People seeking enlightenment, they don't want any attachments at all in, their, in the relative. So is there value as well to that kind of perspective? Yes. This brings us to another aspect of attachment. And that is the aspect of being bound by something that prevents us from seeing more. So when you get attached to something, and that attachment prevents you from seeing bigger or more, then it becomes a drag on evolution. You know, you can be attached to an idea, you can be attached to a situation, to a person, you can be attached to something. And if your attachment is so strong that it prevents you from seeing bigger and seeing more, then of course your awareness is not open to growth because you limit your life to something and don't allow your life to see more than that. And life is all about growth. It's all about expansion, expansion of awareness, expansion of consciousness. Now, it doesn't mean that, for example, if you love somebody and you feel attached to them and suddenly you should leave them in order to see more, but they are part of more. You know, so you keep them. <laughs> you keep them, but don't let that prevent you from seeing the love for the children, the love for life, the love for work, the love for the universe, the love for God, the love for whatever other perspectives also, you know. So it doesn't then hold you <coughs> prisoner of one thing. That is where the attachment becomes a negative thing. There is another aspect of attachment which can be negative, and that is mentioned in the Bhagavad Gita, where uh, Krishna tells Arjuna that he shouldn't be attached to the fruit of even his actions. Which means you do something in the best way you can, and then don't have your mind busy about what are going to be the results, what is going to be the fruit of my activity, the result of my action. Because then you would be acting in a way that is not fully free to act the best possible way because half of your intellectual or energy or creativity is busy thinking about the fruits. So when you act, you do your action and not feel attached to what will be the result. But you want the right result, so you do your action for a specific purpose 
And you know what the purpose is, of course, because then there is a direction and an indication and a plan to achieve something. So attachment can bind you to something small. If it's an attachment, you know, you want this bag or you want these shoes or you want this house. And then your life starts turning around this perspective. Your awareness becomes tied to or prisoner of a particular object or a particular situation. And that is preventing you from seeing more from being more open to growth, to experiencing higher states of consciousness, to having something bigger in life, to seeing other things, even in daily activity. So over-attachment to small things, small things, or even sometimes big things, prevent you from achieving it fully. You know, we even say when we practice transcendental meditation, no expectation and no anticipation of any results. We say this is very important. Why? Because when you are meditating, you want to be innocent and let nature do the job because it's nature that's taking you. It's the nature of the mind to want more and more that takes us inside. And therefore, the mind is settled and start to go diving deep inside. If you are attached to the results, which means you have expectation and you want to get transcending and you want to get this, then you are creating an effort. And that effort is because of attachment to the results. And therefore, you will not get the results. You are not allowing nature to do it. You are trying to do it. So your you know, more limited intelligence is getting attached to the fruits. And therefore, the process is not as natural and as easy as when it's happening by itself. And that carries on to all levels of life, of experience. This is during transcending, but even in experience in life, which means you see something, you get attached to it, and that prevents you from seeing, as we said, greater possibilities. The other aspect is, as we just said also, during transcending, for example, your attention is limiting you because you are thinking of the results. And if you're thinking of the results, the process is not as natural and as easy. So let's say, you know, another aspect of attachment, you're doing a work, let's say, uh, even, let's say, playing a sport, or uh, tennis, or golf, or whatever, skiing, or something like that. And let's say a champion is going down the ski slopes, and has to do the slopes well. And they are constantly thinking about what will be my result, you know, how many seconds I will get, and seeing themselves arriving at the bottom of the slope and it's showing 10 seconds instead of 20 seconds. And they are sitting there and their mind is busy about seeing this 10 seconds rather than 15 seconds. They will not be skiing well because they're, they're not using their attention to pay attention to their thing. So once they are doing their action, during the action, they perform the action. That's all. They don't think of the result at all. When you do the action, you think of the action, and then you have the intention of the result, but you're not seeing, okay, you know, you hit the ball of tennis, and you're already looking, where is it going? But hit it first. <laughs> so, so do your action, and during the action, don't worry of the results. The results will come if you do your action properly. 
So attachment here is negative because you are not doing your best during the action because you are attached to the results of the action. And that's, you know, in the Bhagavad Gita, Arjuna is told by Krishna, the fruits of action don't belong to the doer. You do your action the best possible way and the results depends on many other things. In part, of course, due to the doer, what the doer is doing is going to bring a certain results. But in part also because of past action and others' action and what the, you know, needs, what needs to be done and the needs of life. So all of these come together to create a certain result. So the result comes from many things, many things, your karma, your past behavior, your life, your things, then the result will come. All of these will play a game. But maybe the most important one is your action. So you don't want to spoil your action. Do your action the best possible way and don't be attached to the results. The results come from nature, from natural law. So we don't get attached and we don't suffer if the results are not as expected. We might feel like, say ourselves that we haven't done it right. Yes, that's possible. If the action hasn't been done and performed well, then we can blame ourselves. I say, I could have done it better. And so to do it better, don't feel the weight of the result during the action. Well, suppose we have an idea that we've gotten attached to and um, it's gotten, it, it is to a point where it is perhaps obsessive, so that's not very good, but at the same time you know if you follow through with it, something good might come out of it. This is a very personal situation at the moment for me, <laughs> where, um, you know, I'm, I'm completely focused <laughs> on pursuing one little thing and, and intellectually it's like, okay, something good might come out of it, but at the same time it, it overshadows everything else. And so there's a, there's a not necessarily a healthy attachment at the moment, but... <laughs> yeah, you said it. I think you explained in your question, also you gave the answer, because your experience is that it's not healthy, it's overshadowing, and also it uh, doesn't necessarily help you for the action itself, not just for other things. Other things is of course fine, you have to, you know, you get too attached to something, um, people get too attached to something and then they stop seeing so many beautiful things. You know, you get somebody who has, has a nice family, kids are happy, and they get attached to, I don't know, uh, some specific thing that they want to achieve in their work or in their activity, and they stop seeing, you know, the happiness that's around, they stop seeing the beautiful flowers that were brought, they stop seeing the smiles of people, they stop seeing how beautiful life is, because they are just so much into this one thing. So that is losing the extra other things. But even for that specific thing, if you are too attached to it, you are straining and your potential to get achievement of this particular even thing that you're attached to is diminished by the fact that you are using some of your creativity, some of your intelligence, some of your feeling some of your intuition by binding them in an excessive way to one point of view and therefore you lose 
the perspective, you lose the wholeness, and you might lose even opportunity to achieve that one thing that you want. So you know you want it. I'm not saying or nobody's saying that you shouldn't have a plan, that you shouldn't have a desire. That is great. One has to plan for something, to achieve something. But the sense of if I don't get it, I will be miserable. And therefore, you start being miserable now, waiting for it to happen <laughs> uh, and stressing on it, as you say, and overshadowing is not going to help. So at least intellectually even, the attitude of we take it as it comes, we do our job the best we can, established in being, perform action. Go back to the self, know how to take a distance from things, and then you can have much bigger support even from the environment because you will be harnessing the intelligence of the inner self, the peaceful self, rather than a narrow uh, narrow intelligence, narrow self. So always we remain in that state of pure being, go back to the self and then perform action. The action will be most fulfilling and the results will be most fulfilling. Okay. Thank you very Thank much. You. Thank, Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into Dr. Tony Nader, the podcast. And if you're interested in learning more from Dr. Nader, please follow him on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube.